Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Patrick Chien. The first topic I'd like to deal with is on breach delivery. Probably the only uncontroversial thing about the term breach trial is its impact. Since its publication, breach babies are now almost always delivered hands-on at section rather than hands-off in a labor ward room. And the closest many junior colleagues have come to delivering a breach will have been with dolls during a simulation session. As vaginal breach gets rarer in the UK, the skills to manage them safely runs the risk of disappearing altogether. But despite the conclusions of the term breach trial and the sage advice of many obstetricians, women in countries and cultures with a strong preference for vaginal births appear to accept the higher risks associated with a vaginal breach delivery. Counseling these women correctly and accurately is therefore vitally important. And Bern Han and Heilamlach systematic review will be hugely helpful in this. It deliberately and uniquely includes observational and randomized studies in order to quantify both the absolute and relative risk for both modes of delivery. Vaginal breach deliveries are still shown to be more hazardous than delivery by elective section, but the absolute risks of poor perinatal outcomes are small and may be acceptable to many women who are keen to deliver vaginally. Given these findings and their likely impact, it is vital that delivering breech babies safely remains a life skill and not a lost art. The second topic I'd like to talk about is on the method of controlling hypertension in pregnancy. Everyone agrees on a need to reduce dangerously high blood pressures in hypertensive pregnancies. However, the best way to do this promptly and safely is often still debated with more heat than light. But a systematic review by Shekhar and colleagues in this month's issue showed that oronephedipine is not only as effective as IV labetalol in therapeutically lowering blood pressure in severe maternal hypertension, it is also safer and cheaper. The wide disparities in outcome measures and definitions used by the studies incorporated into this analysis provide a stark illustration of the need for standardizing outcome measures and proves once again the critical importance of our core outcomes in women's health known as Crown Initiative, which is a global campaign to harmonize outcome reporting in women's health research. The next topic I'd like to deal with is on corposcopy. Corposcopy-directed treatment for CIN is addressed in a systematic review by Abish and colleagues. Specifically, they investigate the thorny issue about whether it's best to see and treat and thereby risk over-treatment or see and wait an option which is associated with lower rates of patient compliance and more patient anxiety. The authors conclude that see and wait may be justified when there is a discrepancy between corposcopic findings and a smear result. See and treat, on the other hand, may be advisable when there's both high-grade cervical smear results in conjunction with high-grade corposcopy appearance. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at bjogtweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.